Girls Out Loud podcast. is the latinos out loud podcast yep. hi right. yeah we're explosive but we're not lighting them okay we, <laughs> you know we, we save that for our personalities okay <laughs> well you know i don't like look i don't like fireworks in the heights there's a lot of fireworks there's also a lot of dirt bikes oh yeah and is right now they're the mayor of new york eric adams mayor slash you know wannabe celebrity eric adams i like that i like he's that. looking buff and tough <laughs> yeah, yeah, lately yeah, yeah, in them yeah. tight golfing shirts that yeah, he wears. yeah i like those tight suits he has man <laughs> yo he was he was uh he, he did a, put about a video on social media like during july 4th he was learning how to um jet ski what? I was like, what are you doing, bro? Is this are you a like, mayor or are you, are you a celeb? Bro? He like, loves attention, yo. Yo, but shout out to Chris Red on Saturday Night Live. Do you not love how he does Mayor Eric Adams on <laughs> no. Saturday Night Live? Oh, he, I love it so much. It's a perfect, it's a perfect impression. It's so um, good. Um, it's but, like but swagalicious. Like, oh, so man. now now his, you know, his, he's trying to get attention for, you know, I'm cracking down on Dirt bikes. Yo, and- he's picking them up. I seen the trucks, man. They scooping them up. They, it's like four o'clock in the morning. Back up and they just take them on and throw them in a big truck, bro. It's crazy. I don't, I don't want to say, you know, look, I, you know, I give, I, I feel bad to say this for all like my Latino dirt bikers in the Yo, heights Yo, they be in the Bronx. They be on the sidewalk with them, bro. If you get your dirt bikes confiscated, I don't care. I don't have sympathy <laughs> for you because I'm trying to sleep, bro. <laughs> Why are so, you guys so anti-dirt bike? I mean, the dirt Rachel, bikers are just trying to have a good time. I keep on telling you, you don't understand. It's like the music. You love the music <laughs> up in Washington Heights, but you don't live there. You saw the video that Black Rose put up the other day of a, of a car right in front of her window at four o'clock blasting. Yeah. Well, the, 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 what, what, what was I'm the like, Yeah. They had some uh, El Alpha song pumping she, at four. There Come were like on. three really fancy cars. I don't know what you call those cars. Something with an Eni <laughs> at the end. Fettuccine, Lamborghini. I don't know. And they were blasting El Alpha at 4 a.m. And then did I send you the one with like the pools? You guys you, have come like on. Giant... Rachel, you like that stuff. I like... That's not cool. <laughs> I don't like it, and and and, and you I'm would think sorry. it's young people sometimes around it's my the old block. People, man, it's, it's the, the old people. people. <laughs> it's not. It's like these, uh, you know, these middle-aged people that they, I guess they don't get tired. Smoking they have this youthful energy. Barbecue outside. Out at, yeah, they're you literally just, playing music at two a.m. outside, and they're like with their beach chairs out on the I sidewalk with the rats. The rats just go by their feet. They don't get. <laughs> And I'm like, yo, how old are you? You don't get tired? When do you sleep? What happened to like losing your energy after like 50? Yo, what's up, man? Yo, what's up, man? You want a, yo, papi, you want a hamburger? Tu que, tu que un flamfura, eh? Aquí, mira, cachú, que tu quieres, more. Because I feel like the young people at least are in the clubs or in the, in the lounges. <laughs> These older people, they're the ones keeping everybody up in, in the neighborhood. Hold on a second. <laughs> are Frank Nibs? Are you really complaining about this right now, Mr. Uh, I created an outdoor patio on the scaffold of my see, building? You see, Rachel, I keep it, I keep it nice and tidy. I'm using the scaffold right in front of my my mom's window, and I, little, I did a little pa- patio out there. I put the chairs out there. 
You came by the other day with the fellas, you know, with my day ones. Yeah. We had the we had the takeout and what have you. You see, but I keep it cool. I keep it. It relaxed. was beautiful. We, we had the music there. You came through the window, right? We 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 we, 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 we you know we pulled you through the window. You got through. Wait, this sounds illegal, but okay. Yeah, it's, they you know, had to you know how it is. Through the window, and then there's more. Then you have to step down. Like, what is that? The fire escape or something? Yeah. There's like a gate. Right, right. Like, like... You sneaking into someone else's house while they're while they're away. Or I some mean, shit. look, it's good things and bad. The other day, this. I mean, you know, I sleep right there, man. The other day, this black dude came right over the right over the scaffolding. Boom. And I looked out and I was like, yo, my man, what you doing here? He's like, yo, my man, I'm just gonna get off, man. Don't worry about it, man. I'm, I'm leaving right now. And he just sips by like at four o'clock in the morning. I'm like, oh, man. Yo, I gotta... I t- but you know, that's New York. You, you know what I mean? I saw you. You know what that is? That's that I was boning some chick on the third floor and her <laughs> man walked in. So I seen this scaffold and I jumped on it. And yo, I'm out. I don't know where he came from. I just heard a big thumb boom. <laughs> And I did saw he have this his dude clothes just, on? Yeah, yeah, was he it... did, bro. He was like, yo, my man, don't, yo, yo, don't worry, man. I'm, I'm getting off the scaffold. I'll be, I'll be, I'm out, man. Peace. And he just broke out. I was like, oh, man. I was like, holy smokes. But you bro. let him know, right, that you are he knows, the, he knows what's the up, bouncer man. and the owner of this outdoor eatery or venue you know, right you know here on is, the scaffold. Man. You know all New Yorkers, you got the little Billy Club or you got the machete right there next to the window. You know, machete. Yeah, you know, come on, Dominicans, man. We have a machete every, all the time. <laughs> Frank, you were saying this is New York, and so uh, there was uh, there was one time where someone got pissed and ran outside. They were playing music really loud late at night on a weekday or something, and some dude came out and was like, "Yo, put on the music down. People got to sleep, whatever." And the guy responded that was playing the music, "Yo, this is New York, bro." So I guess this this is the probably what they believe. I still think you know some of that stuff, especially and going back to the dirt bikes, is. You know, it's a little douchey. It's a little douchey that you have to like, you have to be so loud with your dirt bikes and your freaking, even your regular car engines and the music in your Mm. car. I feel like probably I'm at the age where I'm just like, yo, if if y'all get, I'm the ones calling the cops on these motherfuckers. I'm like, (laughs) I'm 911. Yo, yo, can you, can somebody just like, you know, come around this neighbor uh, and just give them a warning or some shit? Because... Uh, I just literally heard the same the same song five five times in a row, and um, and um, the same reggaeton, the same Bad Bunny song five times in a row. So if you could just kind of just you know scare them a little bit, you know, show your gun a little bit. Don't use it on them, obviously, but like you know, I know you got the body cam, so it's all good. I'm you know, like I, I'm the opposite. I don't know, Jamie, and I think I'm older than you. I don't know what I'm going through, but I am the girl blasting the music from the car. And I am the girl looking to get on the back of a bike. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh yo, holla at me. I'm trying to, I'm trying to like live my best life. I'm actually on a bike now, like, you know, but it's not motorized. I'm still rocking my dad's classic Schwinn. Oh, I, I saw know. you on that, man. You were, I said, yo, that's like a classic Schwinn bike from back in the days. You got a nice little, he hooked you up, yo. Frank, okay, can we talk about my bike for a sec, if that's yeah, okay? Yeah, uh, well, no, I saw you on that Schwinn. Well, who's, that Schwinn looks nice. Schwinning! Okay, You're Schwinning guys. with that bike, you know? Wow. It's an old funky bike. So my dad, God bless him, he's 81 years old and he's just not biking anymore. So my mom was like, Rachel, please take the bicycle. I need the room in the basement. So I took the bike and I I didn't know what I was going to do with it. But I put air in the tires. I'm looking at it right now. 
and I got a little basket, and I've been on tour, like a wow. Tribe Called Quest, okay? And I've just been going to different places and trying to get exercise in a different way. Because I'm going to be honest with y'all, LOLeros, look, I'm still on this like health and fitness journey. But I got a little bored of running. Oh, uh, you changed it just up, Just a huh? little. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe this bike is what I needed. So I'm keeping the Strauss-Schwinn bicycle right. tradition alive. He has passed it down to me, and I hope to pass it down to my kids. We'll see. Um but yo, if you see me out there in the bike lane, beep your horn real quick. But don't right. scare me. Rachel, you know, are you wearing <laughs> your helmet? I don't know if you have a helmet. Do you wear your helmet? I have a helmet Good and I do you. wear my, I do, I, I follow safety proto protocol. I bike in the bike lane and I wear my helmet and, uh, you know, sometimes. She wears her helmet when she leaves the party. <laughs> yeah. When she leaves the event. When she's going to the event, I, I doubt I doubt she's following uh, bike laws. She's she probably has it in her hand, but I doubt she wants to like mess up her Yo, her, you red, guys, her red carpet hair. You know what I'm saying? You you guys think you know me? I am such a nerd when it comes to like the law and like safety and traffic. Like I don't yo these drivers in New York City they don't give a rat's ass if you're on a Schwinn or if you're on a a city bike. Like they just want to make their turn, and so I I, I do suggest wearing a helmet so um, it's not style over safety right it's your 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 um you're actually now, pretty okay, you want to follow the rules you know what i'm saying you want me to keep a stack i'll keep it a stack so yeah. maybe my helmet fashion or like my hair is not really the best but let's talk about my bicycle fashion okay uh -oh. let's talk about my bike shorts <laughs> and you know my bike skirts i see and, you i see you okay. okay. i see you no okay. type no tights? Yes, of course. Yeah, I have yeah, she's a doing, bike She got a little outfit now. And... She, go, she, get, she, she matching the outfit with the bike now. Yes! Uh, how do you know? <laughs> I see you. I see you. I got my Jordans <laughs> with the little splash, splash of blue to match the bike. I see you. Oh, whoa. <laughs> I see you. You think I'm stupid? Oh, you think I'm stupid? I, I know you're not stupid. I, I know. I've seen the lives. Oh, yeah. The Think's stories. So. Uh-huh. Let's go biking. Holler at me. I'm outside. Oh, snap. All right. New York yeah. is crazy now. Biking, you have the little scooters, you have the, the electric bikes. I mean, you have rollerblades. There's like crazy people coming. There's also all that, in the Heights, there's also that one kid he, he where he had that, that big unicycle. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know how he, the hell he does that. How the he, it, what? It's like a huge, it's like a huge wheel and this kid's just riding on it's it. It's two bikes, two 10 speeds. Oh, it's two, yeah. They it's like hold a, them a together. giant bike. Maybe two, it's not a unicycle. Maybe it's just two Two wheels, but they're yeah, huge. man, he'll go down Broadway, man, all the way down, like red lights, green lights, and he just goes with. I don't know how the hell he does it. And wow. people Ooh. here are just desensitized to it because they've seen this kid like for the last couple years. And oh my god, he's gonna kill himself. There he goes but again. He's not playing music. At least he's respecting the <laughs> the, the noise air. Oh, the, I he's play not music. The air. Oh no, I, I rock my Bluetooth speaker in my basket, and I'm like, realmente que tengo la cuero. I'm like out there blasting Yaelin. I'm, cool. I'm cool with the music. It's just like I, I you know, one a.m. on a Tuesday is where I'm like, chill. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> leave it for yeah, leave it for Thursday. Are we doing this? Are yeah. we doing this? Right Jamie, now? whatever. Tuesday's industry night. Get with it. Oh <laughs> if you're goodness. not out at Tuesday one a.m., who are you? Okay, so we're talking about in the city. Have any of you just left the city? to do some summer activities. I know I went to the beach. Uh, which one you went to? Which one you went to? Um, 
Good question. Uh, it was a Jersey Beach. <laughs> okay. There Jersey was water. Like, I'm bad with names and, with of people and also of beaches, but um, but I actually know this one. Uh, Jersey Shore, Long Branch. Uh, and my wait, did you? Did any of you go to a beach? And I'll tell you where my beach I, is. I, I, I've once been. To, I've been to. I've been to Long Branch once, and I've been to Orchard Beach once. All right. I you hit know. up two beaches this weekend. All right. Let it be beach season. Let it be known. I hit up uh, Rockaways. I All took right. like, I like the two waves ferries. There. I, like, I like them waves there. Those waves are big there. The ferries were fun with the kids. Ooh, I went I with done Benji. Yeah, I'm with I all heard you his could take friends. the ferry and go straight into Rockaways now. Wow, from it's from awesome. Lower Manhattan, right? Wow, yeah, that's amazing. we took. I have a ferry right here up by me. It's very convenient, and it is a long ride to the Rockaways, but it's very scenic. It's very beautiful to watch. Right. The kids really enjoyed it because you pass the whole, you know, like it's it's once you get into Brooklyn, you pass Coney Island, Manhattan Beach. It's really beautiful. And then I hit up CI. You know, I keep it very Brooklyn, people. Uh, I love me some Coney Island Brooklyn. all day. Wow. Rachel's okay. doing the, the Five Borough Beach Tour. Word, son. <laughs> That's like, me. Damn. On my bike at that. What, what? Okay. Right. I did find where my beach was. Long. It, it is in Long Branch. Oh, okay. There you go. Nice. Seven presidents. Seven presidents. Oceanfront. Okay. Park. That's nice there. I like that. I like that. Um, nice it's chill there. It's it chill there. It's chill. You gotta pay. You got. I think you gotta pay like five bucks to get in. But I like right. beaches where you gotta pay. Right, right. Cheap Keep motherfuckers. The, yeah, yeah, they yeah. go to the cheap. They go to the cheap. Go to Ocean beach. beach. They go to Ocean yeah. Beach. Yeah. And Keep I the really, riffraff you know, out of there. You gotta pay. Yo, riffraff don't want to pay. That's true. I mean, they'll still probably sneak in though. Nah, nah. You can tell who's that. You, you can tell them snuck in to the to the to the to the to the paid beach. <laughs> it's like, look at these. These people think they're slick, man. This dude with the neck tattoo. This new dude, this dude with the neck tattoo. I know he's snuck in. Um, but no, no. I, I like I like the Jersey beaches. They're just chill. Um and and uh you know, you just different gotta, crowd, different be crowd. Be able to get a ride. Yeah, be able to get a ride. Mm -hmm. um, and, but it's it's a cool it's it's cool. I, I haven't really done the the New York City beaches as much. You should go to Orchard Beach. Just you know, it's a nice scenic view. You know, go back and go, it takes you. I used back to like to... Robert Moses. That's a little bit more upper. Um yeah. And Long Beach, Long Beach. Yeah, I've been there. That's nice. That's um, nice. You could take the yeah. You could take the Metro North there. So I was I was into Long Beach for one summer. Me and Fatima were going there all the time because it was like we just could we just take the Metro North, but right. Jones Beach. You guys ever go to Jones Beach? Haven't been there in a long time. Yeah, Jones Beach long is nice, man. I've seen concerts there more than I've gone because oh, they have, they have they a have, stage there, have an and it's actually a cool place to watch a concert. Yeah, because you have the background of the water yeah, and the yeah. breeze. Um, but yeah. I, I I don't I don't remember the last time I've been there just to just hang out on the beach. Yeah. Here's nice. here's one thing I was doing while I was hanging out on the beach. Okay, because like there were two separate occasions mm. one was with kids so you know what that's like you right. know what i'm saying right, right. i'm popping the edibles while i'm like what are you doing over there you know like <laughs> it's a different vibe um the other is uh i'm just kidding the other was hmm. more of a personal day for me so okay i went to the beach two different times and there were two different occasions okay, okay. the one on friday the kids the ferries the moms yeah. the crazy mm -hmm. okay a lot of fun, though, but a lot of whole monitoring, you know, the mm -hmm. waves, even mm -hmm. though there's lifeguards, the mom's beach, yeah, a lifeguard, you, yep, you know. Yep. But then the other day, feel me on this, I needed some personal time. Just me. I needed a personal day. At Remember, the beach. I, at the beach. I, I, I used to take those in corporate America. 
when I worked in corporate and I'm like, you know what? I haven't taken a personal day in a really long time. So I'm going to take not even a full day, but a personal morning. And mm. I took my personal morning and I took my meditation podcast in my Ooh. ear. Oh, yeah. Hey. And I, I did some meditating on the beach and it was really great. And, you know, I use this podcast to like air it out, but I'm going to air it out. I didn't really plan to air it out. But I've been dealing with some anxiety issues lately. Oh. My anxiety has elevated, escalated, whatever you want to call it. And I decided to, like, try some new things. And I've been asking around. You guys know me. I'm always, like, doing focus groups. Like, hey, fellow writers, actors, podcasters, people trying to make it in this business. What do you guys do to fucking chill? You know? <laughs> like, because sometimes I just can't fucking chill like sometimes i'm like ah! you know and and i will be real and honest and say like i'm really trying to take you know take the reins of my mental health because i know i'm not perfect my mental is not perfect but i do feel i could do my best at having a grasp of it and not letting it affect so many other things in my life. And mm. so I tried this meditating thing and I meditated twice this weekend and it's really just trying to find my breath. Sometimes I can't find my breath. It's so simple, right? But sometimes I lose my breath, not in a good way, not in like an eighties, like song kind of way. Like where did I leave my breath again? It's like your yeah. keys, right? <laughs> Breath. Exactly. Every breath you take. That's Ooh. what I mean. It's not like a sensual. No, it's like, yo, where's my breath at? Like right now, I'm breathless. Uh, I'm, every time I try to meditating, I'm I realize how bad of a breather I am. Right. You know, because a lot of it is like you have to take out a deep breath, and I'm like, I don't think I ever, I don't think I ever knowingly take deep breaths. I I, I feel like all my breaths are just kind of like, just enough to get by, right? Yeah. <laughs> But when you take a deep breath, you're like, damn, I don't, when do I never do this? You know? So it's like, it, I should agree. I be doing it more? And then, then I get paranoid. So you get anxiety. I, I start getting paranoia, you know? Yeah. It manifests in different ways, I guess, Jamie. Frank, you were going to say something? You don't think us living in the city, we all deal with some type of anxiety, like just being here all the time yeah. and working and, you know, just being around so many people, like, and, you know, you like having to go to the beach. Like I was, you know, you guys know, I always take my walk. I take my daily walk. I take like almost like an hour and a half walk. That's the way I get rid of my anxiety. Um, but a I walk think, is good. Yeah. Yeah. I walk. That's the way I get rid of it. I but, mean, I get, what do you do? Cause I guess like social anxiety sometimes. And social. so it's like, I don't always want to be in big crowds because I, I just, sometimes I, I'm like, I've left places because I don't, I don't like, I feel off before I even go into the place. You know, that's a good one. So, I got, I, I, I got, so, thanks for sharing that. I like that. Thank I got, you for I got, sharing I got, that, Jamie. I, deal with that. I have okay. where I've, I've, I've like, like people have thought I would just flake to flake. And it's usually like, I probably, I don't want to see this mofo gone, tonight. <laughs> I don't want to see no, this other mofo tonight. There are times when I've gone to like a venue and then just left because I just was like, yeah. I, I just was overwhelmed and I was like getting my social anxiety. And you wouldn't think that when you see me in a social thing and I'm like, if I'm comfortable, you wouldn't think that. But right. it happened. If you're not comfortable with them, it immediately. And then you see crowds of people, you know, and you don't even want to go say hi to them because you're like feeling yeah. anxious. So you just walk to the other. You walk around the block and see if it, <laughs> if it um, that used to happen a lot, too. When I did when I did stand up, it would be like I need to walk around the block before I get on stage because like now I'm getting all nervous 
Uh, I'm wow, getting stage Jamie, fright. I would never know if you never say anything. Right? You look so comfortable when you go up on stage. Like, wow. Uh, well, wait, we're 28. I've, I, 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 I feel like I'm comfortable because there's like a, a group of people sharing it with me. Right. But when you're solo dolo on stage, right, right. and it's just you, you're the only one who could talk to. You have no one to talk to about it, right? You're yeah, just yeah, kind yeah. of in Good your point. own head with your material. But yeah, I, I get that sort of anxiety. I don't. That's sort of like an in the moment anxiety that I don't really know if meditation works for that. Wow. Because it's just like, I got to I gotta figure this out right now. Right now. Not, you know? Am I going or not? <laughs> Am I going I to that am, party or not? I was anyway, just, uh, This episode has been brought to you by Headspace. Right? Right? <laughs> yeah, but why not? Why not? It went in this direction. So yeah, let's yeah, just continue, yeah, yeah. you know? Yeah, You're yeah. right. I think we all deal with some sort of things, right? And how we control it is really just key. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you can use a full-on meditation session to get you or relieve you of that social anxiety you have, Jamie. But I will say that, you know, two sessions in, I'm a novice. I don't know what I'm doing yet. But I'm sort of trying to, I'm trying to extract those breathing techniques so that when I feel the blackout coming... Because now having experienced it several times in my life, I feel the onset. Like I, I have, you know, I don't know if we should go through the symptoms now. I mean, I hope this is connecting with people, but like my symptoms, you know, I start to have the thoughts and then I get lightheaded and then I lose my hearing. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like it oh. manifests into such physicalities. And then, you know, the next thing I know, I'm on the floor. Wow. So... Oof. I'm it's hearing crazy. more younger and younger people going through stuff like this too. I'm hearing like uh, I'm I'm shocked. I would never think that I'm hearing like younger like teens going through like really bad episodes. I'm like, oh wow, like it's incredible. Yo, if any um meditation expert uh is listening to the oh, episode, wow, we, we probably they, have to we, we gotta get somebody us, in here. Yeah, we need contact help. us. We need help. We, yes, yes. Uh we'll have an episode where you can come on and we can talk about yeah. you can give us tips on how to <laughs> I get all this anxiety and, and breathing. You know. I feel you on the breathing because when I started doing this this last one, I'm like, oh, I, I can. I'm telling my mind to take in enough oxygen to send to my entire body. I don't know if I've ever done that to my for my body before. I don't know if I've ever made a conscious like I'm going to take care of you with oxygen right now, brain. I'm going to take mm. care of you with oxygen right now, nose. Like. You know, consciously bringing oxygen to your entire body. I don't know. Shit is deep, yo. It, it helps. <laughs> I feel it like, um, you know, people who snort coke, they're never anxious because it's, it's, <laughs> they're always taking deep breaths when they, they're just like. Oh, my like, God, uh, They're just letting that it out. That's, point, where, they, that's why they do it. To, to, it probably relieves their anxiety because you're taking your biggest breaths when you're uh you know, when you're when you're yeah. getting a good snort, when you got a yeah. good snort in there. Yeah, and that and that coke was good in the eighties and the nineties. Now that coke oh is, not, my is, is God. not the same. Oh, it's not the same. Yeah. It's not the same. All right, not... Tony Montana. What are we talking about here? <laughs> I like this ended with like, okay, so guys, <laughs> cocaine. There's if if meditation is not working for you, okay, get that cocaine. That good yeah. stuff, you know. Back uh, then they had the good stuff. Um, but. Having said that, uh, we actually have a, a really great show, a uh, great guest. Yeah. Yes. On this episode, uh, two guests, actually. Cubanas, Cubanas, they're from Cuba. I think they're not from I... Cuba, but they, from, they got the Cuban in thing, right? But don't do the I... 21 Tana voice because then they'll never, they won't come on again. 
<laughs> not a good idea. Not a good idea. I Don't agree. mix it up. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's really um, exciting. Um, these girls are also now on the Sonoro Network like us. Ooh, so that's nice, exciting. Nice. Welcome home, girls. Why don't we get into it? Let's talk to Carmen and Frida of the Take It Easy podcast. Vamos, vamos. You guys, this is the part of the show here at Latinos Out Loud where we interview someone amazing. I I use the word amazing so much, Um, but I really, truly love the word. And I think it's a great word to describe the guests that we have on the show. Now, another reason why these two are so amazing is because they, like we, like us, are podcasters. Please put your hands in the air, put your iPhones or your Bluetooth device in the air for Carmen and Frida of the Tequerisi Podcast. Hi. Yeah. Hola. Hola. Welcome. Come in, come in. Sit down. You want some café? ¿Qué quieren? Tequerisi. Así un cafecito. Welcome to Sonoro. Con espumita. Un cafecito, un cortadito. Un cortadito. It's so nice to have you guys on the show. Welcome, Carmen and Frida. Uh, pero Cuba, Cuba is in the building right now. Cuba, uh, yeah. yeah. Dale. It's really nice. It's nice that we at Latinos Out Loud, first of all, we embrace every part of being Latino, A-E-X-Y. But I love that your podcast really celebrates Cubanity, Cubanity. I can't say it, but one of your episode you titles it, yeah. was Cubanity. Is that it? Like, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, oh, the Cubanity. Isn't that uh-huh. such a great word? I love it. Okay, I see you guys have fun with words. We do that here at LOL too. So, okay, geeking out, podcaster to podcaster. Tell <laughs> us, tell us about the Take It Easy podcast. Wow, where do we start? So we first, we have always been told as friends when people ex- hang out with us, people are like, wow, you guys need to have a show because the things like that you go through, show. yeah, uh, the things that happen to us and the way we react, it's just really outrageous and comical. And then we wanted to make a podcast for a while and we couldn't figure it out. And then one day we were like, oh my God, a lot of the stuff that happens to us, the common denominator is actually being Cuban. Like the ridiculousness in this recipe about Frida and Carmen is Cuban. (laughs) And so we were like, we should really make a show. And that's how that happened. And Yeah, uh, I mean, before we knew it, like Carmen and I love to like deep dive do a lot of research we're really we're we're pretty geeky about like any topic we get into and um and we love coming up with kind of story together and so we've had a lot of fun doing this project because it get it's a, it allows us to do all of that and also connect with other people at the same time probably in a way we didn't even expect to when we mm-hmm. started um but we've connected a lot with people like in Cuba and outside wow. of Cuba yeah. Wow, 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 wow. But wait, the question was, tell us about the podcast. The podcast is oh! celebrating everything, <laughs> celebrating and educating. That's every, that's, one more time. Celebrating and educating on everything <laughs> Cuban-American. That's what Take It Easy seeks out to do. 
Oh. I love that. You know, we here often talk about what it's like to be Caribeños. And I know that speaking of common denominators, we have so much in common, you know, but I do often feel like my Cuban friends have stories for days. There are so many <laughs> lovely, and I say that in a positive light because there are so many <laughs> lovely, lovely stories, some of you know, triumph and also some that go back to some really effed up times in Cuba. And yeah. and mm-hmm. I want to know, do you do you cover that on the podcast and tell us how you cover that in a 2022 millennial, I'm guessing, kind of way? Wow. Yes. OK, so we actually like launched this podcast thinking about identity. And as soon as we got thinking about like what like what makes up um how we experience life how our relationship to food our relationship to resources and to even how we live in our modern world they're all affected by things that happen to our parents that happened to us early on in life and so we cover a lot of things like we cover the special period this like period of scarcity and famine in Cuba that happened in the 1990s right around the time when Carmen and I were born we cover like wow. the we cover like the um the Cuban rafter crisis being wow. a Valsera, which is part of what Car- Carmen uh like came over here on a raft and has a whole winding story. Wow, I will pause for that. Oh, obviously, let me pause before I keep going, but because Carmen La Valsera, please. What? Oh man! Tell us. Wait, I was gonna say you've great biceps, but Jesus, I didn't think it was from rafting <laughs> yourself over here. Talk to Girl, us about Carmen. that, please. <laughs> that is yeah, my favorite biceps my... joke ever because it is also complimenting me. Thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> there are so many biceps jokes, but this is a this is a really good one. <laughs> oh, Tell us, please. About the jokes or the balsera part? I don't know. What were we talking about? <laughs> All of the above. and, and uh, Yeah, because she wanted to pause on your personal story. Share um, that with yes. us. Yes, I immigrated to the U.S. Uh, when I was, we left when I was three. We spent six months detained in Guantanamo um, in 1994, going into 1995. And then we finally oh arrived in, in the, into Miami in 1995. So that's, wow. that's the TLDR. Holy smokes. Nice. Wait, the TLDR? TLDR? I don't know if I'm too old to know. Should I know? is another lingo. Too long didn't read. Oh, okay. I'm not going to commit to that one. I can't. That's too many. There are some acronyms I just can't commit to. I'm not going to be able to coordinate that. I'm too old. Wow, mija. You have stories. That's rough. Okay, let's go back to Frida. Frida, you were telling us more. Yeah, about Yeah, I mean, I definitely wanted to make a pause for like the, by the way, Carmen has like some stories of her own. Um, But we also have, (laughs) we've also like been really motivated by a lot of the action happening right now in Cuba. Hashtag SOS Cuba. Mm. So there's been like a, a public uprising and there's been like massive uprisings that are unprecedented in Cuba. And we've been inspired in our podcast to cover not just the trajectory that some of the artists in Cuba have gone through in order to really mobilize groups of people to do something that has never happened before in Cuba, but also the kind of like response that the Cuban government mm. has, the kind of response that people have here in the U.S. Like, we always want to connect it all 
to like our personal lives as well and us being Cuban American. I and we somehow managed to talk. We also managed to laugh a lot somehow, even even talking about tragedy because I think our parents taught us to do that. So. <laughs> I mean, what else are you gonna do? Corta las venas. You can't do that. That's the Latino way, though. That's the Latino way. That's it. We laugh uh, through our struggles. Wow, mm-hmm. wow. wow. Are, are, did you, have you found um, listeners are ask like are learning more about Cuba even through the show? And, you know, are there kind of like things that like, oh wow, like I feel like some people still think like, are we, can I go to Cuba? Can I visit? Do people can still visit Cuba? Like <laughs> there's changes. like a lot I don't of know. misconceptions on and, yeah. and like things like. So, are, do you feel like you're teaching your audience new things? I, I definitely would say so. Um, and that's obviously very fulfilling. But to be honest with you, I think I think that when I hear you say stuff about like some people are still confused about whether or not they can visit to Cuba, I, I hear that there's audiences that are not Cuban. And we do have a lot of uh, audience members and listeners who are not Cuban, but yeah. our, our home base, like our most of our listeners are Cuban. And I think that for me, one of the most fulfilling parts is within that small, within that majority listener Um, I'm really interested in when we start to have conversations that we wouldn't have because of weird divides, because of politics, because, you know, Uh, a lot of Cubans from Miami are very conservative. Obviously, we are not. And we're very vocal about that. And we still manage to, like, strike nerves with them that really uh, forge forge connections that maybe wouldn't have happened before. And, And I think that's really fulfilling for me, you know, to, like, connect with everyone at large and teach people about the Cuban diaspora, but then also to make waves within your, your diaspora as well. I think that's yeah. really powerful. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Cause then you can get into the real nitty gritty stuff, yeah. not like fluffy stuff. Right. So, um, do you, um, and so have you guys, uh, doing the show, have you learned a lot? Like I, I would imagine like, when you first decided to do a show about like your culture, there's such a broad, like a broad amount of things, like a, like a a wide amount of things you can like, you know, target. Right. So how did you decide like what to target in every individual episode? Is it kind of like, you know, you kind of go from topic to topic or like, you know, you're talking about, or do you kind of like, or we're going to, we're going to focus a little bit more on politics for these for this for these couple of episodes or we're going to focus on food or something like that like what makes you how did you kind of like bring it all together to be like this is the this is what the show is going to be about mm. Mm. i think i feel like there's a few answers to this um yeah. but um but like the first thing you asked was was like did have we learned a lot and like we yeah. we came in here like knowing that we were cuban but actually one of the biggest drives was like a drive to like to learn more about why we are the way we are, what's going on, and to and to like to see things through through our lens and through other people's lens around us and try and tell some stories. And so like we've learned so 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 much. I think some of the most fun episodes that Carmen and I do together, um, whether or not they're the most popular ones, they're the ones where we like learn a lot. Like specific like something specific about like sugar. And what happened with sugar cane in Cuba. And then by the end, like, we're like, like our minds have exploded because we have like a thesis and everything. Um, (laughs) So like we have episodes that are like that and not all of them are like that. Some of them, like you said, like we we move around in topics like we talked about the Cuban booty. 
Um, and well, we'll do a whole your, episode. Your nalgas episode, we will, right? We will do a yeah. whole episode about nalgas. Oh, man. And my I, mom I will call me up one. being I like. I hear this one. I have <laughs> to hear this <laughs> one. <laughs> you do. You do. My mom called me being like, that one was a really good one. And I'm just like, yes, mommy. You know, yeah. like, so the, um, but in terms of like how we choose or how we've decided, I think we've evolved a lot. And yeah. that early on, like, I feel like, you know, like when you're, when you feel that these, this is your like foot in the door, like the first impression that you make. Since we've like created a seasons, um, we 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 curated seasons so that they would have a little bit of a through line. But we've like freed ourselves a little bit more, um, especially more recently. So okay. yeah. <laughs> All right, I ju- I just want to say something. I think what you guys are doing is so cool. If, you know, because I- I've never heard of a podcast that you know talks about your home country i was you know it's like us doing a podcast of, of dr puerto rico do you it know, and i'm so conne- here for it and, and we don't that first generation usually doesn't have a connection you know what i mean we usually come over here and we just think like you know we're americans you guys at least are kind of like going back and you know talking about your homeland which i mean to yeah. me i'm like wow if everybody else will do that we'll be you know i think we'll be much closer to our homeland you know and as the generations yeah. go we still keep that connection you know so i think what you guys are doing is so cool man I Thank agree you so much. <laughs> I agree with Frank. It keeps our culture alive. And, you know, those stories do need to be passed down. And what better medium, what better conduit than podcasting? Um, yeah. I, I hope that your kids and those kids and kids of those kids listen to your capsuled stories of your parents and grandparents. I thought it was really interesting that you guys, uh, I'll just read the episode title. It was called Cuban and Queer, A Story of Pride and Resistance. So you talk about how in the Cuban culture, it is very hard to come out. Mm. Yes. Uh, I, I would love to hear more about that. We know very well in the Dominican Republic, which is a country also led by Christianity, uh, Roman Catholicism. I mean, I believe the Dominican Republic is the only flag that has the Bible in the center of it. Yeah. And the Bible is oh, still wow. pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And the Bible is pretty much still the center of the government. And we know that from their views on abortion and we know what we're going through right now in this country as well. It's crazy how we're going back to the ways of the motherland, which are antiquated. Um, But I'd like to know more about what that's like in the Cuban culture. We talk Mm. about Dominican, Dominican all the time, Jamie, Puerto Rican and and being of Spain, Spanish heritage. I really want to hear y'all POV. On coming out or the Bible as the center of the values? Or? Ooh, all of it. <laughs> well, well, because all I, of it. I, I mean, I, there's a there's Ranger, like, there's a good Ranger likes to like put out three, yeah. th- three or four things and then just says all of it. <laughs> just combine well, it in a I one do. topic <laughs> sandwich. I'm Guys, sorry. I offered such a smorgasbord. Go ahead, Frank. There's a very good movie that touches on this. It's called uh, Before Night Falls with uh, um, Javier Bourdain, Johnny Depp and Sean Penn. I don't know if you guys ever saw it. And it no, takes. I oh, oh, you got to see it. it, it you Wait, know. were they all playing Cubans? No, yes, they are. They are. It takes. It takes. It's it problematic. Takes, it takes place in Cuba, like in the fifties or sixties. And this guy, he's he's uh, he's um he's gay and he's a writer. And he he the government is after him, and they you know they're persecuting him. They throw him in a jail, and it really goes deep into how you were treated Shit. back then in Cuba. <laughs> yeah, you guys have to watch it. It's a great film. And yeah. this writer obviously comes over here just like you came over here through the boat. And he became a writer. He died of AIDS in the 80s. 
But it talks mm. about the government over there, how he was treated because he was gay. So, yes, I, I, I learned about that through this movie. So talk to more about that for, for us. Do you want to take this, Frida? <laughs> okay. I was like, I was making little eyes at you in case you wanted to go. I was like, hey, come on, come on. <laughs> Both of them are like, I got it or you got it. I got it or you got it. They were giving We're each like, other like the podcast chin. You know, the, mm, 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 <laughs> you, you, you. Dale right. tu. <laughs> um, it's, it's fine. Um, I, do it. Okay. Do it. So, um, speaking of movies, I love movies. And I've talked about this movie on the podcast a thousand times. People must be so tired of, of me saying this, but I'm just going to say it again. Fresi Chocolate is what immediately comes to mind when I think oh. about coming out in Cuba. Because in that movie specifically, um, there's uh, two two men who meet and form a friendship. And then they the whole movie is very kind of like Woody, Anna, Woody Allen-esque in the sense that it's very dialogue heavy. And that's the mm-hmm. whole movie, like having that, having that conversation experience. And uh, one of them is gay and he's representing like what it means to be counter-revolutionary, like contra-revolucionario. Eh, contra, contra and um, the other one is like the perfect communist, right? And uh, and they form this unlikely friendship, as I said. And the gay one, it's they they almost have to address that in their friendship. The gay one's definitely not coming on to him, um, but then he just can't get over it, right? Like it, that becomes like the center of things. And it sort of, uh, it, it kind of echoes the way gay people or, or at least gay men are seen in society, never mind gay women. Like I feel that even there's kind of a spectrum onto what's even acknowledged or visible where like not, you don't even hear about lesbian women. Like what was like, I mean, I guess Raul, Raul Castro's daughter is a lesbian and she's done a lot for LGBTQT rights uh in Cuba, but wow, at the end of the that. day, um, it's still not something that's readily accepted. And even a lot of the things that are seen as progressive in Cuba, such as Cuba um, sponsoring sex changes for its citizens, even that, even though it is quite progressive that that, that happens, and I'm, I'm glad that people have that opportunity in Cuba, it's still also, on the other hand, on the other side of the coin, reinforcing the heteronormative standards in society because it's still fa- following the family code of 1975 that says that, you know, a family unit is consisted of a man and a woman and their children. And that is what they're, you know, that's what they're stressing. And um, and a lot of people don't really consider that when what it means to the individual. I mean, I know even people outside of the diaspora, a lot of my mom, my mom's friends will come and complain to her and be like, well, I don't know what, even what I'm going to do. Porque Joseito, ahora dice que gay. And then, you know, it's a big <laughs> thing. And I'm just like, bro, this kid has been gay since we were like born. Did, how did you know? <laughs> Didn't you see it? Hello. Right. <laughs> like, it's not a phase. And like a lot of like a lot of the old school parents, especially Latino parents, they have they say exactly that. Like, it's like some sort of like, oh, now he's going to now he's doing this. Yeah. Let's see what he's going to do next month. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> no, and then when they finally realize that it's actually serious, it's like the end of the world. It's the mm. end of the world. Mm. And we're like, yo, nothing has changed here. We all still love each other. What if you just got with the program? What if that happened? I don't know. Just a little nice. bomb for you there. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, get with the program, definitely. I, I see also like em- Emily Estefan is yeah. also oh, yeah. uh, a huge advocate and her parents also. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they're using their platforms and conduits as well. Um, well, that's interesting. Frida, did you want to add anything about this topic? You also I, have I the think... chin up, like you're ready to mm. say yeah, something. Yeah, no, no. I, I mean, I was just like, <laughs> just wondering, because like, I was just thinking while you all were talking and like, um, I think um, another kind of slice of this, and even as you mentioned, Emily Estefan, 
it isn't isn't just like how hard it is to um to come out and come out as being attracted to the same sex but how hard it is to present in any way other than strictly feminine or masculine mm. um and that i'm sure we can all be like yeah we get it because like it is like uh like a latino man and a latina is like they're two different things and they're one is from venus and one is from mars and like one of them one of them wears high heels and like you know and a bunch of makeup and like we've 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 painstakingly gone through like the formula to being at least a cuban man and a cuban woman in our podcast over and over again <laughs> and since those things are so delineated it's like really like kind of it's tough to exist in the anywhere in the in between and so that's kind of another layer that's like also really hard um in in our society that is so like strictly divided by like those genders and the gender roles that come with it um you know like standing in the kitchen in the party versus being outside in the barbecue playing dominoes like those are mm -hmm. the two places the women mm -hmm. go one place the men go in the other place like what mm -hmm. do you do if you're like mm? Yeah. Right. You want to be dominoes. Can I play dominoes? I'm a woman, but like, what's up, right? Where do we fit? Yeah. I've never been a domino guy, though. I'm always like, okay, I guess everybody's playing dominoes. What? Uh, I'm going <laughs> to stay here eating potato chips on the table <laughs> with all with all the viejas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What if your um, What if your actual identity is vieja, but you're like not a vieja? That's unfortunate. Ah. Yeah. There's layers. There's yeah. layers. layers. Totally. Get with the program. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys got with the program. You're now on the Sonoro Network. So congratulations. Hey. Yay, thank you. <laughs> A new program added to the Sonoro roster. So guys, just I uh, I mean, we're about to wrap this interview, but you know, if there's anything that you want the LOLeros to know and take away uh from Take It Easy, right. let them know right now. I have well, a siren going. Sorry, you could take it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna do like your Carmen. I thought Carmen was. We in New York. We know. Yeah, yeah. We always siren. have. We always have yeah. siren yeah. like <laughs> situations in every episode. Uh, so yeah. I would say like you know I don't know come along come check us out like we um we we probably have a story for you like a story that fits your personality a story whether you're like a history buff or you're curious about what it's like to travel to Cuba or you're curious about butts, you know? <laughs> yeah, because I, I was going to... you're a foodie, you know? I was going to ask, like, what's, what's an episode that, you know, from the top of your head, like, for your first time listening to your show that you personally, you know, would recommend? Good Both question. of you can answer this. Um, just something think, like, you know, this is the first one. Why don't you start? I even, think other than the first is, um, episode ever. But, mm, yeah. I think one that I that I want everyone to to like to listen to, like as a prescription is like yeah. Cuba, a vintage playground, because um, it answers it answers a lot of the questions. Like, Can I travel there? But how do I travel there? But like, what is Cuba? And like. What about the old cars and all of those, all of those kinds of like? Those are my um, stupid questions. So. All, of the, all of the stupid questions that we to heard that. from you. Yeah, and get educated. Climate, like, yes, yes. I'm gonna listen to you. <laughs> Carmen already. Yeah. Like, yeah um, already. I would say like do that because like no matter what your relationship is to Cuba, um, you probably have a curiosity about Cuba because of Cuba, the way Cuba has been exoticized. And this episode is for you. All right. Love that. I want to hear the Nalgas one. You already know. That's, the, Friday, that's, that's neither here or there. I know. That's neither here or there. So you already know. Uh, 
Wait, before we go, I I wanna um you can tell that we can tell that both of you have like awesome chemistry. I just wanna know where you guys met and if you can kind of describe quickly the dynamic between you guys Ooh. between you two in the show um that makes the show successful. You know Ooh. what I mean? But but start off um with h- how you met each other. Uh Frida and I met at in math class in high school. I forget exactly like what the details were now, but we've just kind of been really really close since then despite wherever life has taken us. Like we've spent time away from each other, we went to college in separate places. I traveled a lot, she, you know, and then we wound up in New York serendipitously and we wound up living together and we just a lot of the same dynamics that that brought us together when we were kids, like when we were like 15, 16, um which were a shared love of being able to go down rabbit holes on random things. Like we used to spend hours after school listening to the Beatles White Album and trying to decide if Paul was actually dead. Like the amount of hours we spent doing <laughs> oh this, we God. should have That's a good conspiracy. I like wow. that conspiracy. We should have, I'm have to look at into that one. He probably yes. still alive, yeah. you know that. Right. Inconclusive. Okay. Wait, how old are how old are you two? I know. What are you guys doing listening to the Beatles? That's like, like okay. an old school kind of like yeah. conspiracy. Well, we're, we're either, we're either seventy years old or we're like around thirty. <laughs> One old, of the two. Old, yeah. I think every Cubana, even if they're fourteen, they're like seventy. You know, like every Cubana <laughs> has the stories and the like intellect and like I said, just vernacular and way of speaking. Every Cubana I've ever met, I just want to sit there and listen all day. You know, oh. I'm really, I'm really happy you guys That's are doing what you're doing. You. Oh, oh, well, I, I, I love the celebration of Latino culture. And also you guys are on, on a beautiful sort of like, you know, spectrum and, and covering a myriad of topics that need to be covered. Yeah. And in this like new, cool Cubana way, wait, where? So I have a question now, like that stemmed from what you just said. Are you both in New York right now? You're still in New York? We no. both have a long distance relationship. Yeah. Where um, are you now? <laughs> I'm in Chicago now, but I'm I'm constantly all over the place. And Carmen is in New York, but I will be visiting soon. So I can't wait. I, well, we're in New York. Live show, live show. Oh yeah. Ooh. <laughs> I mean, I don't know yet, but that would be fun. Carmen agreed to it, so you know we're gonna do it. <laughs> so. right, Yo, we're here everybody. for it. We're in New York. Let's link up. Let's keep this oh, dialogue Carmen, going. Can, yeah, we mm-hmm. can let. Let's we'll we'll be in touch. Yes. Let us know when you're here, and we'll all get a drink yeah, or something or cortadito, something. Okay. Yeah. But thank you so much, guys. Check out the Take It Easy podcast. All right, thank guys, you, Carmen. Thank you, Frida. Thank you, Take It Easy. Thank you so much. Having us. Their website has so much, like from NFTs to Oh man, tees. I didn't get into the NFTs, man. Next NFTs. time. Check yeah. out their apparel and all their merch on thinkitec.com. It's so awesome. Awesome, guys. Thank you. Thank, Thank you. you. Bye. All right, you guys. So make sure you check out the Take It EC podcast. Take Wasn't that so much fun? Oh, I love joy. it. I, I love like celebrating it, Latino culture. Facts. It's awesome. I like that. I like that. I like that. I yeah, wish yeah. I wish and, we uh, had more of those. I wish we had more of those. For every Latino country and co- Latino Caribbean country. Yeah. Word, Frank. Put it out there. You put it out saying? in the universe. The universe is listening. And just, uh, just so people, like, if you're going to Google the name, it is not spelled how you think it is. Right. So I, I got confused. Spelled, I forgot to tell them that. Yeah. If you want to search for it, it's T-E-I-K-I-R-I-S-I. 
it's all one word. Take it easy. Take it easy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I definitely want to hear more episodes from them. Yeah, me were, too. They were great on this show. So, um, okay. I think it's time to... Que lo que? Que lo que? Yes, que lo que? This is what you've been waiting for. Uh, this is Que Lo Que. We have some shout outs, you guys. Who wants to go first? Anybody? Anybody? I'll go first. Can yeah, I? Do it. Okay. I'll go Bueller? first. I never Bueller? go first. Yeah. Bueller. Um, okay. Guys, July 4th. I was so excited because my episode of From Performers to Spectators was on PBS oh, All Arts Channel. 13. Let me find out you on you on PBS. All your life. <laughs> Yo, I gotta get a tote bag. Channel 13. Yes. I gotta buy a tote bag to watch you now. Yo, you stupid. Please call in now and we're accepting all donations. Those tote bags. Yo, shout out to WNET. Shout out to PBS. Shout out to Public Broadcasting. Shout out to the PBS All Arts channel, okay? Because they uh, aired the episode that I was featured on on this series called From Performers to Spectators. So please check it out. It's now streaming. At All Arts TV is the Instagram handle. And I think I spoke about the show before. Um, we taped it a while ago during the pandemic, actually, at the lovely Pregones Theater in the Ooh, Bronx. in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah, yes. It was a really spiritual taping. It was very transformative for me. You know, I walked in, it was the pandemic, and there was no one in the theater, which was really representative of how I was feeling as a sketch comedian. Basically, there was no one in the theaters. Uh, the stages were stripped from us as performers. And I and two other artists share how we felt and how we pivoted during the pandemic and how explored um, how we explored our careers and um, had to do some shifting. So it was wow. really exciting to tape. And I love the final product. Oh, my God. Check it out. There's like pictures, baby pictures of me and, you know, just pictures and, and snippets of how I was the family comedian my whole life. Um, but check it out from performers to spectators. Shout out to Melissa Ramos, um, the producer, and uh, to Theo Louis. And right. to PBS. And, and order then, now and PBS will give it give you the whole episode on a on a on a DVD set, collector set <laughs> for just $29.99. <laughs> I used to love those telethons. What is the colathons or whatever you call those athons? Um, the other thing I want to promote is yo, shout out to our boy Led Black, okay? Oh, oh. Okay, shout out to Lead Black because there's a very special event coming to New York City on July 30th. All I'm I have to bit. say is follow the bit. Instagram page at smoke signals underscore NYC mm. at smoke signals underscore NYC. That's all I'm going to say about it. But July 30th, save the date. Your girl will be in the building. All and right. I really love what led. And also shout out to Butterfly Treats. All okay. Right. Yeah. I, you know, they do in the collabo. So I'm really excited for that event. Sounds um, exciting. And, 
Follow me at Rachel La Loca. You never know what you're going to get. I got some new stuff that I'm working on. I can't wait to share with you guys. Mm. Wow, here we go. Okay. Only for only special people. Only. Okay. Only special people. All right. Only. All right. All right. All right. Looking forward. Jamie? Um, you know, as always, um, we like to send lots of LOL love to Yero.com, the news and lifestyle Aye. platform for Latino men. No Aye. doubt. No doubt. Believe it or not, the countdown to the World Cup has begun with a preview of the Ooh. smart ball that will be on the pitch. Yes, a smart ball. Um, oh, this smart sounds ball. Like, Get out yeah, of here. Yeah, this sounds like something you Smartphones, smart this. Everything is smart. Okay. There's a smart soccer oh, wow. ball. Interesting. So. Wow. Finally, the balls are smart. so if you want to get find out more about this super smart ball check yeah for the scoop and um you know please give us a rating on apple podcast spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast anyways uh, and also jay ferns instagram jay underscore ferns all right all right twitter uh, the quick RIP to a few legends. Uh, James Kane passed away recently. Uh, James Kahn. James Kahn, yeah. my boy from the from my favorite movie, The Godfather. He was also in Misery. Uh, yeah. He was from the Bronx originally. Uh, Tony Sirico C- 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 from The Sopranos. Tony Sirico. Sirico yeah. from The Sopranos, man. And Bruno uh, Falcon, uh, Papa and Taco. Remember the guy uh, popped uh, from Breaking? He recently popped away. He oh, he was the bad. Yeah, he was one of the bad guys in Breaking. In Breaking, yeah, yeah, he did. It. He was the guy that was like, like challenging them, the good guys, you know, like right, the, right, Turbo right. and all them. Yeah, he just mm. he just recently passed, and I want to leave it on a, a good note. Our boy Calixto Chinchilla uh, on his Emmy nomination for his. I, uh, I think it was um, a public service announcement announcement for uh, the vaccine. Um, he had a nomination on that, so love that. Uh, shout out to him! I'm so happy. for Yes, him. yes, awesome work. And guys, I also want to give a shout out to Danny Hastings that's going to have an event. Out in Brooklyn, Rachel. I know that's your spot. I, I want to let the Eloero knows too. You know what I'm saying? Yo. It's going to be at the AMPM Gallery. I don't know if you know where that is, uh, Rachel. AMP Gallery, yes. It's at 108 Marcy Avenue in Brooklyn. I shout out to Danny. Always, always doing these amazing art exhibitions, right? Our friend Danny. Yeah. Oh, man. Off the meter, man. He's, he always has like... The best of the best when it comes to photography is crazy. So, I love that Jay-Z jam that he has. Well, oh. we went to his last art exhibition, which was also in Brooklyn. And this also is going to be a hip-hop retrospective captured by the one and only Danny Hastings. Mm. So we'll get to see some wow. of his photography. This guy has photographed the best, like the greatest. Yeah. Like Wu-Tang. Wu-Tang. Let's go, Big let's go. Pun. Wu-Tang, Nas. Jay-Z. Wow. Little Pun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mob D. <laughs> Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Jimmy, that should be your name, Little Pun. Because <laughs> you're like, <laughs> right. all you do is pun all day long, but you're not as big as Big Pun. Rest in peace. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so shout out to Danny. Yo, let's go. It's going to be Thursday, July 21st from 7 to 11. Again, 108 Marcy Avenue. Go to Danny Hastings' Instagram page for more information at Danny Hastings. All right. Okay, guys, we are here. It's loud, I know, bear with me. This is, we're at the AMPM Gallery in Brooklyn. We're at the AMPM Gallery in Brooklyn and we're celebrating the art, the photography of Danny Hastings. And I'd like for you to see what I'm looking at. 
This is some of Danny's photography, iconic hip-hop album covers, like Wu-Tang, wait, here we go, Wu-Tang, Enter the 36 Chambers, then there's a lot of, um, let's go see Big Pun. There's Danny. Look, here's Danny. Okay, Danny, here we are again, again, another art installation of yours. You seem to be doing this quite often. We're very proud of you here at the Latinos Out Loud podcast. Thank you for coming again, for showing up. It means a lot to me that the LOL family is here. Pero siempre, hello. Okay, so give us a little snippet of what this enormous exhibit is about. I say enormous because a lot of your artwork is here. A lot of your photography. I think the most I've ever seen on display, and I've been to a lot of your exhibitions. So give us a snapshot, no pun intended, or was it? I don't yeah, know. yeah, no, no, listen, but you know, the funny part about it is like, this is like um, only like 25% of my work. I mean, my. So, no, for real, a lot of this stuff is uh, it's on film, negatives. I have to scan them. It's a, it's a big process to document or to actually put into print, right, this work. So, um, it's a retrospective, and retrospective is like the work that I captured from 1992 to about 2003 and happens to be some of the most iconic people in hip hop like little kim look that's little kim right there that's little kim that's gangstar that's jay-z right there the cj and um and i'm you know i was lucky enough to capture them at, at such a young age and be part of like the the, the growth of their career yeah so you've evolved from being a hip-hop photographer, but this is something that will never leave you, nor should it, nor should it. But has this ever intersected with some of the projects that you're currently working on? So like, has hip-hop still kept a common thread throughout your projects? Well, one of the things that I, I think I learned through, through hip-hop is like, be your own boss, be your own entrepreneur, own like ownership and community. Like I'm big on the Latino community. I'm big, you always know me, somebody who like reaches out and tries to help and tries to like, you know, fight for a common good. And that's something I picked up picked up through through you know hip hop culture because that's what I learned by listening to, you know, the brothers and sisters that, that put our records out there in the nineties. Like we're relentless. We just keep going and keep pushing and keep, you know, until 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 it breaks. And and uh, yes, the answer is yes. It, it, it's through my veins. It's part of it's part of who I am, my DNA, and and um, you know it correlates with with being Latino as well, right? Because we were part of that movement and we've been part of that movement since day one. And uh, I'm happy to be here. And so, are any of these pieces for sale? Everything is for sale. We have some beautiful pieces actually signed by the artists because what I what I'm working on right now is like, you know, working with the artists themselves and they sign it. For example, we have a, a Wu Tang clan album cover signed by the RZA. Wow, 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 wow. Let me see this. The RZA, the Jizza, old dirty bastard inspector Zack. Okay. That's signed by the Rizzo right there. And they have another picture signed by by uh, J. Ruth the Damager. I have one signed by Raekwon, Raekwon the Chef. We got one working with uh, DJ Premier. 
And it's just like economic empowerment between the artist, photographer, and the rappers themselves. Okay, well, I gotta negotiate on some prices with Danny right now. So I'm gonna sign off, but I wanna just tell you that Corazon, every time I come to these things, I'm always blown away. Like I continue to be blown away by your by your majestic career, by your eye. Ay, ay, ay. That's what I'm gonna say. I, I, I about this guy. I, on that note, we out. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, quick shout out to, of course, the people that are behind the scenes for this podcast you're listening to right now. Paco de Pablo, our producer, supervisor. Meet C. Hernandez, our producer. Meet C. Hernandez. And Augusto Martinez, our audio engineer. Who's going to have to cut a lot from this episode. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thank you. So shout out, <laughs> shout out to them. Another episode is in the books, y'all. I, I love it. I love the books. Just All don't right. cook them. Don't cook the books. Don't okay? cook the books. Don't. Just don't uh, cook the books. All right. So on that uh, note, I think. Uh, uh, yeah, this is all right. You. Is it time? It's yeah, time. You go. Do you guys want to say it with me? Oh, yeah, that'd be yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah, do it yeah. together. Okay, yeah, you know it is. Here okay, one, two, three. On that note, that note we, we out! out!